Hello, everybody. Welcome back for another edition of Out of Bounds. As always, I'm your host, Spencer Brown. Joining me, we have Dalton Bishop. What's going on? And we also have Christian Ertz. What is up? And you got to have another fun episode in store for you tonight. If you missed it earlier this week, we uploaded our uh, 2023 NFL season prediction, which I highly recommend you check out. We did a whole, the whole thing. One through seven in the conference for both sides, ASC and NFC, conference championship game preview, Super Bowl preview of who we think will win it all right now. I'm not going to tell you who we picked, but I'll let you know all three with some something different in there. So uh, either one of us will be right or none of us will be right, and it'll be fun to see. We also gave our awards predictions. So, again, when you get the chance, you can either you know pause this episode, move on, Go to the last episode and then pick up. You can finish this episode and you can listen to the old episode next. Whatever you want to do, that's perfectly fine by us. But we do got some news in the NFL that broke earlier today, and that is Nick Bosa of the San Francisco 49ers just signed the largest contract for a defensive player ever. And again, it like he was threatened to hold out for a bit. I think he held out all of camp and preseason for the Niners. Um Again, the reigning defensive player of the year contract, you know, came time to renegotiate because he had one year left on his rookie deal. And again, you see people probably say, is he does he deserve to be the highest paid player ever? First off, yes, he was the defensive player of the year just a year ago. And second, it's all a timing thing in the NFL. It's whoever the next contract up is, they'll surpass, you know, the biggest contract ever. We saw, like, you look at quarterbacks, it's always like, oh, this guy's the highest paid quarterback ever. It's like, that's because he's the next one up. Like, Lamar broke it this earlier this summer. I uh, can't remember if Herbert passed him or not, but Joe Burrow, yeah, he'll pass when he signs his extension. The guys next year, they'll just keep passing each other up. So, they're uh, not getting carried away, but just for the Niners' sake, five-year, $170 million deal with Nick Boza locking up one of their, you know, anchors of that defense. And, again, they have a lot. I don't know how they can keep affording it. Well, there's one way. Quarterback is very cheap when you have a uh, – you have a rookie core, a quarterback on a rookie deal who was Mr. Irrelevant a year ago. So that's not a lot of money. Sam Darnold was a free agent. So his rookie contract up and you got him for the cheap. So there's ways around and they're paying a lot because like Fred Warner, I know got paid recently. Uh, George Kittle, one of the top tight ends in the league. He got paid. Yushpik got paid. Christian McCaffrey. He's making a lot of money. Like all these guys, these top end guys are making money. And it's the credit to, uh, you know, Jed York and company just find and John Lynch, you know, finding the ways to make the cap work with all these guys making a lot of money. But for the Niners as a whole, like, great you got this done right before the season started. Because if you had Nick Bosa missing weeks, your defense would suffer a bit just because yeah, it's harder to place, you know, a guy who's the deepest player of the year from the year before, even though you got tons of weapons on defense. It, it's going to be fun to see them. And I'm glad Bosa's going to be back because he is a thrill to watch coming off the edge every week just because you know he's going to be getting sacked left and right uh, there. I'll go Christian next here. Christian, your thoughts and reaction when you saw the uh, Nick Bosa extension earlier today? Uh, it was huge for San Francisco. You know, Nick Bosa was, you know, arguably the best uh, defensive end right now in the NFL period. And for sure, he was a huge impact player for San Francisco. And to get him – you know, get him suited for the next couple of years is huge for them. Even if Bosa, you know, kind of like Chris Jones' situation in Kansas City, if Bosa was gone for however many weeks, it would hurt San Francisco, but not a ton, just because they have Javon Hargrave, Eric Armstead, Javon Kinlaw. They have some guys who will get after the quarterback. But Nick Bosa, the Bosa brothers are different beasts. Joey in L.A. and Nick in San Fran, they are seriously dominating uh, NFL offensive lines because they can't be stopped. And Nick Bosa is for sure one of the best players. So it's absolutely huge for San Francisco to lock him down for the next five years. Uh, it is a ton of money. I think uh, we saw earlier in uh, 2020 when Joey got his contract and it was record-breaking at the time for defensive players. Nick, of course, now he can get the flex a little bit at reunion saying, I got to make more money in San Francisco than you did, older brother. 
But it's awesome for Nick to get this contract. And now hopefully he's going to play against Pittsburgh and he's going to light up that offensive line. Yeah, definitely something to watch out for this Sunday. Dalton, I don't know to remind you because obviously you guys play him twice a year, how good Nick Boza is. Your thoughts on uh, his extension that he signed with the 49ers? Yeah, you know, good for him. I mean, good for him. He can he can go and do whatever he wants with the newfound money that he's got. And, um, you know, I just, I just hope that, you know, San Francisco can really, you know, use that as kind of like, Hey, like we paid you now. We need you to, we need you to actually take over in the playoffs and, you know, let's, let's get back to a Super Bowl. Let's try to win one this time. Uh, Cause we're paying you 37 million dollars a year. So uh, like, we paid you the big money. You're the leader of the defense. Now let's let's put let's put the money where the mouth is and get back out there and um, beat the Rams twice and get to an NFC Championship. Just this time, this time, win it and win the Super Bowl. Yeah, definitely something to monitor this year. King, congrats to Bosa for his extension and you know into the holdout for there. On to our NFL season predictions. Uh, hit like again for those that are new to the show. This is your first year listening to Out of Bounds. Um, we usually will pick five games. We'll discuss it like off air, and we'll come up with five games we think are like the best five games for the NFL in the upcoming week. We'll go through the matchups, highlight some keys in there, and then we'll give our picks. You know, just straight up, nothing against the spread. Just straight up, who we think will win. The matchup, and we, I'll keep running total. Last year, uh, was Dalton like Dalton just dominate from start to finish. Uh, regular season won by a handful of games. Uh, Christian, and I regular season wise, we were tied record wise, and then playoffs. Uh, I, I was horrible in the playoffs last year, so Christian came in second. Uh, I was the worst of the bunch, uh, last year, but yeah, it's, it's all for fun, just keeping track of uh, how we do. So we will do that again. We got five matchups for you. Uh, just tune in each week. We'll again, like I said, we'll preview the matchups, give our thoughts on the game, and then we'll finish with our picks. Starting with, uh, like this week, we chose like the primetime games because they're kind of standalone. So a lot of people can go and watch those games, be- whether because uh, you know the one o'clock, four o'clock window is obviously subject to where you're living. Uh, but you know, primetime like again, Thursday night football, NBC tomorrow night or today when you're listening to this, probably. Anyone can access that. Same with, like, you know, Sunday Night Football, also an NBC broadcast, and then Monday Night Football, ESPN. Like, you can access those games pretty easily as standalone. Uh, So let's jump right into it. Lions-Chiefs, you have a Lions team coming off a year where, even though they missed the playoffs, they got a lot of love in the offseason, and rightly so to some degree, because, you know, they came in with the, um, you know, they beat Green Bay last year in the final game of the season, knocked Green Bay out of the playoffs, and that was all the talk of the offseason. Like, Dan Campbell got them so close to the playoffs, they just barely missed it. And you're going up against Kansas City, the defending Super Bowl champs. It's going to be a fun one. It's in Arrowhead, the site of the last five AFC title games. Um, yeah, it's going to be a fun matchup. Uh, Mahomes will be playing for sure. Uh, who's not playing, though, Travis Kelsey. He's out with an injury. Um, yeah, Jameson Williams on the Lions was figured to have a big role. He got suspended earlier in the summer. Uh, for gambling, so he's out. Um, I forget the exact game, but he is out for this week. Um, but I said Travis Kelsey, he's out. He's questionable with an injury, probably not playing. And then uh, Chris Jones is just not showing up to uh, the team for holding out. Finally, over his contract, he as he put it uh, with Kansas City media earlier, he said, "I just want to raise. Like that's simple as that. Just give me a pay raise, and then I'll show up." And again, it's in the CBA. I, I, if you don't like it. I don't disagree with you on that. Uh, you can tell your opinion. Whether you like the uh, ho- players holding out or not, but it is in their collective bargaining agreement that players can hold out. And, again, he- he's forfeiting money. Like, it's not a cheap thing for him to not play. He was like, one of the best teams of tackles in the league last year. Um, so it's, it's a shame that he's not showing up for Kansas City and his team, but that's his choice. And he said he'll do eight weeks on that. So we'll see. Um there, Jared Goff, obviously another year in the system with Dan Campbell. 
uh, you know, he's complex. He's number one overall pick in the past. And again, him and Mahomes, again, I think the quarterback matchup's easy to save Mahomes um, for me on there. So let's just go around, kind of like just break down the matchup first, and then we'll get picks at the end. Uh, Dalton, I know you were pretty high on the Lions. I don't want to spoil how far you had them going in the, in our, like we said, in our preview episode, but I know you're higher than like Christian and I are on the Lions. So your thoughts on this Lions Chiefs matchup for uh, uh, Thursday Night Football? Yeah, dude, this is going to be fun. I figure, like, even though there's going to be pieces missing from this Chiefs team, I feel like this is, uh, this could be a really, really intriguing matchup. I've kind of, kind of interested to see, you know, how the Lions defense actually looks this year uh, with all the pieces that they've acquired in the offseason, all the players that signed there. Um, and I'm just interested to see, I guess, you know, what this what this year kind of looks like without Eric Bieniemy for the Chiefs, you know, if, you know, since he's not going to be there, um, is it going to look any different, even in the slightest sort of way? Uh, in terms of how they how the Chiefs play football, so um, those are the kind of kind of things that I'm looking at. And uh, also now, you know, honestly, now that I think about it, like, you know, how is the Chiefs' defense going to be? Because uh, you know the offense for the Lions, I mean, they're pretty potent, uh, at least on paper. You know, they they drafted some pretty good guys um, like Jameer Gibbs and. Uh, Sam Laporta. So I mean, those those guys. I mean, you know, this is uh, this is gonna be it's gonna be pretty fun. All right, Christian, uh, your uh, just kind of overall view of the Lions Chiefs game. Uh, it's gonna be a really good game, and I think because of the Travis Kelsey injury, it could be a little bit closer. Um, now the Chiefs have some weapons. Obviously, they got MBS, they got Tooney, they have Sky Moore, who was very you know he was one of the best receivers in the Mac has had in recent year at Western Michigan, but they have weapons on offense, but Travis Kelsey was a huge safety blanket for Patrick Mahomes. If these receivers are not on top of it uh, early in this year. And because of this injury, that's going, you know, Detroit doesn't have to really focus on their tight ends. You know, the backup Noah Gray, who he's a young He's a younger tight end, but he's not Travis Kelsey level, obviously. So for Detroit's offense or Detroit's defense, excuse me, that's going to help them out a lot just because they don't have to worry about Travis. But again, I think Detroit is going to be, it's going to be a dogfight because I'm, we're really going to look at one of the best offenses in the NFL with Kansas city and what I think is a pretty daggum good defense in Detroit. You got Aiden Hutchinson, who honestly he should be number one overall pick. We all know he is. Uh, he's one of the best defense, young defensive ends right now. They have a tremendous uh, secondary. I love their pickup of C.J. Gardner-Johnson, Brian Branch, uh, Cameron Sutton. I think their team, their defense is going to be very good this year with Dan Campbell as the coach. So this is going to be quite an interesting game, uh, and it's going to be fun to see. All right. Now on to everyone's favorite part, the picks for this game. I'll lead us off. I, I think it's Kansas City's to lose. Like, they're playing at home. Uh, generally speaking, the team at home wins these games, of course. Uh, I don't even mind, like, Dalton last year, the Rams fell. I'll even throw myself in the ring there. So that you're not alone. The Patriots, one of their times, they hosted Kansas City after winning the Super Bowl, and they fell, uh, they uh, fell behind that game. And that was the Alex Smith team. So that was before uh, Mahomes was even – I think it was before he was in the league. It may have been his rookie year. Maybe he didn't play much. But nonetheless, you know, there was a year the Patriots fell in the home opener, and, again, that season didn't derail for them. So, again, it's not impossible, but I just think the Chiefs are a better team. Even with, like Christian mentioned, they still got weapons. Marquez Valdez Scantling, uh, Sky Moore, who scored a touchdown the Super Bowl last year. Um, I know that. So, like, Sky Moore, very good receiver. And again, loss of Kelsey does hurt. I mean, if you're into gambling, the line shifted down a point and a half when Kelsey was ruled out. Um, so, there is that aspect there. But I, I think the Chiefs overall, better team. And again, the Lions will come out with fire. They're not going to go down fight without a fight. But I think in the end, I'm not going to take a, a chance on betting against Mahomes in front of that uh, vaunted Arrowhead crowd there. Uh, Dolan, your thoughts on Lions and Chiefs week one? 
Yeah, dude, I'm going to go ahead and take the Chiefs. And it's nothing against the Lions because you guys know that I love the Lions and I think that they're going to be really, really good this year. I just think that for this week and this week alone that the Chiefs and Arrowhead, they're going to be – they're going to win. Like, that's – just because they're missing their guys does not mean that, you know, we can – you could we can think like, hey, the Chiefs are – the Chiefs are wounded. The Lions are going to come in there and beat the crap out of them. I, I don't think that's going to happen. Although, although I do think it's a close game, I, I believe that the Chiefs will win this game. All right. Christian, your prediction for Lions and Chiefs. I think it's going to be a very close game, but I'm going to give Kansas City just a slight bit of an edge because of who's their quarterback in Patrick Mahomes. I think Kansas City losing Chris Jones, uh, him holding out is going to be huge for them. They don't have a tremendous playmaker on that defense besides Chris Jones. A lot of their talent up front is young, including the former first-round pick of two drops ago in George Kalafis out of Purdue. They have a okay secondary with Trick McDuffie, but I don't think they're going to be tremendous defensively. And like I said, I think this defense is gonna, uh, this game is going to come down to the Chiefs' offense versus the Lions' defense, who's going to be better? Because I don't think the Lions' offense is going is too great in order for it to succeed, really. Uh, I think the Chiefs' defense can handle them down. But I think Patrick Mahomes is just going to roast uh, – you know, he's going to roast any defense alive, and I think the Chiefs are going to win. But because of losing Kelsey and Chris Jones, it's going to be closer than what people may think. All right. On to our second matchup of the uh, the week in our preview. We're going to the 1 o'clock window on uh, Sunday. 49ers versus Steelers at the newly named Acrister Stadium. Still the same building, just renamed it because of uh, sponsorship rights and everything. Um, the place formerly known as Heinz Field. And we get an interesting matchup here. You have the first quarterback that was taken in the 2022 NFL Draft in Kenny Pickett. Versus the last quarterback and last pick taken in the 2022 NFL draft with Brock Purdy. You have the guy here, the first round pick, high expectations versus Mr. Irrelevant, who, by the way, led San Francisco to the NFC title game a year ago. And if he hadn't gotten hurt, who knows what would have happened there. Although the Eagles seems really good, though. So it may not have made a difference there. But nonetheless, it should be a very fun game. Brock Purdy obviously looking to play. you know, when he was healthy last year and, you know, when he started and finished the game without getting injured, uh, they've never lost last year. He, I think he actually threw two touchdowns, at least in the regular season, in every single start he had last year. Like, he was, you know, just fantastic uh, to come out of nowhere, really. Uh, 13 touchdowns, four interceptions in five starts, nine appearances last year. Um, and again, like, I, I like Brock Purdy a lot more. I liked him in college a little bit, but I didn't think he'd do what he did last year. And you're playing a tough Pittsburgh team that obviously, you know, a proud franchise, Mike Tomlin, there's the streak that he has where he's never had a losing season as a head coach. And, you know, will that continue? Will it not continue? Remains to be seen this year, but they're going, it's week one. So it could be a little rusty for both teams here, but, um, overall, I think this is of the one o'clock window. This seems like the most fun game is Pittsburgh and San Francisco. Uh, I'll go Dalton next. Your thoughts on this matchup? Yeah, uh, <laughs> I am just. I don't. I guess I'm just hoping for a good game, like we all are. That's, you know, my thoughts. I'm. I'm interested to see how the Steelers' defense looks, um, and how they play. Um, Again, like the Lions, I have high hopes for the Pittsburgh Steelers this year. And, um, you know, I, I guess, I, I guess you know, with the 49ers, I'll, I'll find out within the first, you know, half, um, you know, first quarter, first two quarters, if the 49ers are actually all about the business this year. Um, and if the Steelers, you know, are – anything different from last year in terms of, you know, getting better and, uh, you know, seeing how, how far they can, how far can he pick it and uh, Pickens can, can take that team. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Christian, your thoughts on the uh, Steelers and Niners matchup. Uh, this is, this is two teams that have very high expectations 
coming into this season. Obviously, 49ers, they were one game away from reaching the Super Bowl. And if, you know, like you mentioned, Spencer, if Brock didn't get hurt, there may have been a different outcome. Uh, it was a very defensive matchup before Brock got hurt, and then uh, Philly kind of went away with it before halftime. So uh, San Francisco, of course, they're going to have big expectations. They have Christian McCaffrey really in a full off season to understand the playbook and understand what Kyle Shanahan wants out of them. Obviously, Debo Samuel is a tremendous wide receiver and tremendous player in general. And they still have George Kittle. Now, he is questionable in this game, but he is still a mighty weapon for San Francisco's offense. And their defense, like you know, like we mentioned, they got Nick Bosa back, Eric Armstead. They picked up Javon Hargrave from Philadelphia. They're like They are a tremendous team this year. And I really do think they have high expectations. Now, Pittsburgh, I, I don't think they're going to be as good as what Dalton predicts and what our friends on the outside think, but it will be interesting to see how Pickett Pickens uh, season two goes. George Pickens is a tremendous wide receiver, just run over any secondary player that's up against him. And, you know, Najee Harris, of course he had a little bit of a down year compared to his rookie year, but he is still a very good player. Offensive line, still a little questionable, but you can never doubt the Steelers defense. They always have, Dogs in our team, T.J. Watt, Minka, um, uh, Cameron Hayward still there. So, excuse me, they got they got some really good players on their defense. So it's going to be quite an interesting matchup, full of stars on both sides. Yeah. So now on to our picks for this match. I think it's going to be a low scoring affair. Um, just when you look at like the like you really to the stars on both sides, but. Uh, something I failed to mention in my preview portion, the last two defensive player of the years are in this game with uh, T.J. Watt, who I, I thought was injured for for some reason. I know he was injured on and off last year, versus uh, Nick Boza, who we just talked about earlier in the show, just got paid. So uh, I'm going to go with uh, San Francisco. I know it's on the road. It's week one. Uh, and I do think Pickett, Pickens, you know, that duo is going to be on fire. But – I, I, I'm ready to Brock and roll. I'll keep that going with uh, Brock Purdy. I think McCaffrey, he's due to have a big game week one. Um, and, you know, just kind of, you know, bringing some new guys. Like Brandon Ayuk, very big fan of his. I think he's one of the most underrated receivers in the NFL right now. And, like, he's going to be due for a big game. There's just so much talent around for San Francisco. I think they'll punish the uh, Steelers defense there. And Pittsburgh, I think, is a little too young. Uh in a way where, like, this is, like, early in the season, I think they're a little young that I just don't see it going as they plan this early on in the season, though. Uh, so, give me San Fran. Dolan, who do you have winning this game? I have the Pittsburgh Steelers winning this game, and it's not because I can't stand the 49ers. It's because I just think that the Steelers are going to upset and they're going to be at home and uh, home field advantage. And, you know, this is uh, – we spent so much time worrying about if Joey Bosa was going to be back and all that sort of thing. And I just think stealing really, I'm not sure that anybody's going to pick the Steelers to beat the 49ers this week in terms of just outside media and that sort of thing. And so, um, I, I just think the Steelers are going to be able to upset. All right, Christian, your thoughts on the, uh, Steelers and 49ers. I think it's going to be Pittsburgh as well. It's not because I don't think San Francisco's talented enough. I think Brock Purdy coming out. Um, now, again, he you know he hasn't played too much since of the injury, since he's had the surgery. So he's had, you know, a little light practice, seven on seven. He hasn't done a ton of actual, you know, football hitting and contact. This is live. Sunday, it's live. TJ Watt is not going to go easy on you. These guys, they're going to want to hurt you. They're, they understand Brock Purdy and San Francisco are put on this pedestal. Like, they should be in the NFC Championship game this week or this year. So, I think Pitt this week, they understand. Nobody, nobody had film on Brock. That's why he was so successful. They have a good set of games that they know, here's what Brock likes. Here's what they do with him. Here's what they do well. Let's handle that on defense and find a way to hurt Brock and get him off his rhythm. 
I think defensively, or excuse me, offensively, you just need to get George open. That's what has to be. Pickett has to find George Pickens in order for them to be really successful. And once they start early, Pickett and Pickens, then you let Najee Harris run the ball. And I feel like their defense is not going to blitz a ton, especially if uh, Kenny and George get it on real quick. I think it's going to be a tremendous game. I, I'm going to say Pitt just because – not just because home field advantage. I think they're going to uh, expose Brock, and it's really going to hurt them in the bud. So I think i got Pittsburgh in this game. All right. So I'm the lone wolf here that's picking the Niners. So be it. Again, I like I said, last year I was horrible, so maybe that bodes well for Pittsburgh. Next up, we have one of the longest, most historic rivalries in the NFL, Green Bay at Chicago. And I'll change up a little bit here. Christian, I'll go to you. For, obviously, you know, lifelong Packers fan. Of course. Uh, rivalry game with Chicago. New quarterbacks in the game. Um, so I'll start to you. You're, you lead us off with the preview for this game. So, of course, this is going to be a very interesting game. Of course, week one, you have to bring out the rivalry of the NFL between the Packers and the Bears. Now, the Packers, they have a lot to unfold here. Aaron Rodgers, longtime quarterback of the Green Bay Packers, he was traded in this offseason going to the New York Jets. And that's going to be an interesting situation. Of course, Hard Knocks and HBO is over there documenting everything. But a lot of people, they are saying that the Green Bay Packers is all or nothing for Jordan Love. Of course, he was traded up in the 2020 draft uh, by the Green Bay Packers to get Jordan Love. Of course, when Jordan was being uh, evaluated as a draft prospect, people called him the next Patrick Mahomes because he was in a smaller school. He was at Utah State when Mahomes was at Texas Tech. And he had, you know, dynamic plays on offense. So they really liked what they saw to Jordan Love. Can he translate that into the regular season? Now, in the preseason, he made some good throws, had some good drives, and got them some, win- got them some wins. But can Jordan really do that when it's all on the line, when the games actually matter, when every throw needs to be on target? And their team, it's pretty daggum young. They have Christian Watson, who is a second round draft, early second round draft pick two drafts ago. They have Romeo Dobbs, who was also drafted a couple years ago. Jaden Reed, who was a draft pick from this past class, him and Dontavian Wicks. They are very young at wide receiver. They still have Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon to help them, but you can't just rely just on the running game in this day and age in the NFL. Tight ends is the same thing. Luke Musgrave, Tucker Craft. They're young guys, too. They were drafted this year you know, out of Oregon State and South Dakota State, respectively. Their offensive line is still very good. David Bakatiari, for a long time, besides his injuries, one of the best tackles in the game. Alton Jenkins, one of the best interior linemen in the game. Josh Myers was still good. Zach Tom was a mid-round draft pick two years ago out of Wake Forest. He's very good. Now, their defense, they have to be on top. This defense was not as good as a lot of people thought. They have tremendous pass rushers with Kenny Clark, Preston Smith, Quay Walker, Rashawn Gary, Devontae Wyatt, last year pick out of Georgia. They are very good. Their secondary, Darnell, Jair, they lead the secondary. So this defense, it has to win them games if the offense doesn't produce. That's the biggest focus on this team. Chicago they are going all in with their quarterback, Justin Fields. They they uh, trade for DJ Moore. They had the number one overall pick last year. They decided, we'll trade this away to get you some help in order for Chicago to take that next step. They had Darnell Mooney last year, and he was fine. He was his Justin's number one wide receiver. But you got a real good wide receiver with DJ Moore coming out of Carolina to kind of help help Justin Fields in the pass game, and also Chase Claypool, who, you know, besides his rookie year in Pittsburgh, he's been kind of on and off when, you know, when in when he was in Pittsburgh for a while. Their offensive line, you know, a lot of question marks. Can his offensive line take that next step? Cody Whitehair, and they had a first-round pick in Darnell Wright out of Tennessee, one of the best offensive tackle prospects. 
he's going to Chicago and he's going to help Justin Fields in protection. And Justin also, he is a really dynamic running quarterback. He was right on the ground and had almost a thousand yards there. So Justin Fields, he can beat, you know, with this wide receiver group, hopefully he can beat you in the air and on the ground with his, with his legs. So that is something to watch out for Chicago. Also, their defense, it's it got a little bit better. They got Yannick Galway out of free agency when no when not a lot of teams were looking at him during the offseason. They have Tremaine Edwards. They have Eddie Jackson still. They have Jalen Johnson and Kyler Gordon. They have some good pieces on their team. They drafted Noah Sewell out of Oregon. He's a very good linebacker, drafted in the mid-rounds uh, this past year. So Chicago is a very young team, but hopefully can make that next step. And a division, quite honestly, is still wide open for all four teams. All right. I can go uh, next here. The Bears-Packers rival, like we mentioned, historic. Uh, do you know, you know the last time Chicago won a game in this series? Ooh. Um, I would like to say – Hasn't been in the last three, four years. I want to say, I want to say 2018. It was 2018. Yep. That was the last time that the Bears won a game. That was when Chicago won the division there. Um, Green Bay, uh, Chicago wins the game in Chicago. They win the North, eliminate Green Bay from the postseason contention uh, that year. Since then, Green Bay, eight straight victories. In the series, um, so yeah, it's been really one side as a late, but that's because Aaron Rodgers, you know, the famous I own you to the Chicago Bears fans one year when they won. Uh, so Aaron Rodgers is now walking through that door. Uh, like Chris alluded to, Chicago, they had the one pick and they traded it away. They got DJ Moore, got very good. Um, it's interesting head coaching matchups. You got offensive minded. Uh, Matt LaFleur versus defensive-minded Matt Eberflus. Different backgrounds there, which always is a fascinating uh, matchup when it comes down to that. Also, you have Luke Getze, the OC for Chicago, that was in Green Bay for uh, a few years there. He was in Chicago last year, too, so he's been one year on the enemy side, uh, to use that terminology. But he again, has a history with Green Bay. This could be, oh, be overall be a fun match. I think Fields is going to be in for a... Uh, a big leap this year. It's the make or break for him. Also, Jordan Love, like we said, make or break for him because we just don't know. And then, you know, they did some kind of contract uh, re-signing earlier this summer, kind of like negotiated it to where it's not like a lot of money, but, you know, it's like kind of like we believe in you. And also, like, yeah, you're the guy for now. Very incentive-laden, laid in a one-year extension for um, Jordan Love. Again, this one start he had a couple years ago in Kansas City, not very good, but again, it was in Kansas City, or it was in Green Bay. It was against Kansas City, not overall very good, so definitely looking to show that he's improved from, you know, that one start a couple years ago when Rodgers had missed time for COVID. Dolan, your thoughts on the Bears and Packers game that we have on Sunday? I uh, can't wait to watch this. You know, I just because, just because Christian's a Packers fan, that's the only reason. Uh, not because of anything else. Uh, you know, I, I'm I'm very very intrigued to see the Bears' improvement this year. Um, they've got some good players, man, and you know that's that's why there's a little bit of hype that I'm like, hey, man, like this is this is this is gonna be pretty good for them, I think, and. Um, yeah, I mean, Christian, you covered it pretty well, so I'm not going to try to reiterate anything that you just said. And then, um, Spencer, you did a pretty good job, too. And so, like, that's why I'm really just going to keep it on the low um, in terms of how much material that I actually talk about when we're talking about this game. But, you know, I'm just I'm just ready to watch it. All right, so Bears-Packers, 425 on Fox. Check your local listings uh, for that uh, to see if you get that game. Um, Christian, you do the honors. Lead us off here. How do you see Packers Bears? Do your Packers start the season one and continue the winning streak, or do you have a different outcome? This is tough, just because, as you know, like the media, I don't know if I really trust Jordan Love. He's made some good plays when in the preseason, but this is a Chicago team that has confidence in itself. 
they really do believe they have a good chance to not just win the division, but at least get a wild card spot here. So I think this team is going to be very interesting and going to be very determined. And Aaron Rodgers, the the owner of the Chicago Bears, he's gone. So now they have this young quarterback who's going to be in his mind like this entire game. I got to make this throw. I got to do this. Right. Got to do this. Got to do this. Justin's been through the motions. He gets being in this stage. And also this game in Chicago. So I think the Chicago crowd is going to be very against them. And I'm going to take the Chicago Bears as much as I hate saying this, I think Chicago is going to win this game. The crowd's going to be electric. The crowd's going to be very loud towards the Green Bay Packers. And Jordan Love, he makes a mistake. These fans are not going to forget. And I think this team, defense got a little bit better with Yannick uh, as, a de- as their top pass rusher for the team. And Justin's got weapons now. Justin has DJ Moore and Chase Claypool, who are very good. And I even I completely forgot about Cole Komet, who I absolutely love coming out of Notre Dame in 2020 as well. So I'm I'm really for Chicago here. I'd, I'd hate it. I hate saying this. It's like seriously, you know, a knife in my gut. But I just don't think Green Bay is going to start off on the right foot. I hope I'm wrong on this. I hope I'm 0-1 uh on this game but i think chicago's got this all right i'm off to go in chicago uh i think the streak ends here um but uh, yeah i'm also just really high on justin fields i think he's got a lot of potential i thought he was the second best quarterback um in his draft class behind trevor lawrence and even i would have maybe considered taking justin over trevor's i just believe in him that much and Hopefully that Chicago staff, you know, like you alluded to, Christian, they've added some weapons for him. So he's not going to have to just do it all by himself like he seemingly had to a year ago. And, again, the dual threat nature of Justin Fields is what should be scary for Green Bay. I don't know if their defense can contain that. So give me Chicago. Starting off 1-0 this year. And uh, Jordan Love, lots of questions will be asked. Un- like, not necessarily warranted because, it, you know, it is overreaction Monday, overreaction to week one. Uh, like, what is up with Jordan Love? Move on. Like, that's how it will be. But I think Love will be fine. I just think that Chicago's offense is going to have a game plan uh, to you last fields. Dalton, your thoughts on Packers and Bears. Who do you have winning this and why? I have the Bears winning this football game. And uh, this reason is because... A, I think the Bears are just a better football team than the Packers. No offense, Christian. I know you weren't going to take offense to it because you know what I'm talking about. And really, you just went through it like five minutes ago. And so um, I, I, I think that the Bears are just a better football team. Um, and I really don't think that Jordan Love is the guy quarterback, okay? I I don't think that he's going to he's gonna be the quarterback in like a couple years. And um, – uh, I'm not, I'm not really sure if the Bears have theirs, but we're gonna find out this season because now he's got weapons. But for this week only, um, you know, since that's what we're talking about, I'm gonna take the Bears to beat the Packers. All right, Cowboys Giants up next Sunday night football because who doesn't love when Dallas is on primetime television, especially when they're playing the New York Giants because it seems like they always play on primetime. Uh, another series that's been seemingly one-sided as of late. Uh, the Cowboys' back-to-back years have gone two and zero against the Lions or the Giants, excuse me. Giants last winning in twenty twenty, but again, the series has been dominated. I mean, if you go back to twenty seventeen, like twenty sixteen, the Giants swept the series. Uh, that was Romo's final year, and then since that since that year, you know, so you have seventeen to twenty two. It is. Uh, one win for the Giants. Like, that's all they had to show. And, again, it was in 2020. So, it, it's a fascinating matchup there because you got Dallas with a new offensive coordinator after Kellen Moore. Um, they parted ways with him. Brian Schottenheimer, um, who was a coaching analyst last year, formerly he was the OC in Seattle with Wilson for a bit. 
uh, the Jaguars passing game coordinator in uh, 21. So, again, Schottenheimer been around the league, but again, he wasn't very that it was all right as an OC, but a lot of questions for them. Obviously, Dallas, you can't, you got to start Dan Quinn on the defensive side of the ball. This is, you know, tremendous deal as a coordinator uh, for Dallas, but it could be making a break for McCarthy. He's been there for some time, and, you know, the playoff record is not very much there to show for it. And then on the other side, you have the Giants led by second year coach Brian Dable, who, again, a lot of, again, he has a history with New England and Alabama. Sure, the Alabama was just for one year, but he, he learned from Belichick and Saban, also learned from Sean McDermott in Buffalo. So, again, who doesn't like Brian Dable? He led, he was coach of the year last year after leading the Giants to a surprising playoff appearance. And again, you're hoping that, you know, you took Deontay Banks in the first round of your New York, the corner from Maryland, hoping that he um, does well. They also got Hyatt, the uh, receiver from Tennessee, who I love a lot. And I think Hyatt could be a, a sneaky under the radar player this season for the Giants. It's going to be a very, you know, back and forth matchup here because, again, the Giants, Cowboys, obviously, division rivalry. You never know how these games are going to go because just when you think you have it figured out, something crazy happens. We see that time and time again with division matchups there. Uh, Dawn, your thoughts on the Giants and Cowboys matchups, Sunday Night Football on NBC? Uh, <laughs> as someone who is. Uh, got a ton of Cowboys fans. Uh, they're pretty hyped up for this season. And in terms of this game, you can't get much better than that in terms of a rivalry, and especially in the NFC East, um, or I guess the lead total. Um, there's if there's if there's a team that the Cowboys just absolutely can't stand. Uh, well, there's two of them. There's the 49ers, and then there's the Giants. Uh, and that I'm learning absolutely, uh, without a doubt. Um, and they just can't stand the Giants. And I feel like it's, it's, it's really, it's really, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I guess like both teams, it's kind of like mutual. And so, which, which, which makes it even better, uh, for prime time. And, uh, you know, I think, you know, this is, this is going to be, this is going to be a pretty good game. You know, I, I, I do have questions about the Cowboys offensively. Um, but I do think that CD lamb is, um, is, is is the guy uh, that they got to go to on offense? Uh, him and Tony Pollard. Uh, I feel like I feel like if Dak's not looking to those two guys, then um, what are you doing? Like I, come on, Dak, come on. Um, and the Giants, they made some pretty good improvements. I feel like Darren Waller signing with the Giants is something that was. I felt like that was crucial because they made it to the playoffs last year, not throwing to very many people. She, if 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 I if if I can recall, Shepard did get injured, uh, if not once, maybe twice in that the season last year. And when it came for the playoffs, um, the Jones was not really he wasn't throwing to these 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 great wide receivers. Um, and so I feel like you've given, you've given Daniel Jones, another guy who can catch the ball and a big body, tall guy with a big target. Uh, and so, you know, that'll be, that'll be good for the giants. Um, and, you know, especially third down, you know, trying to move the ball up and down the field. So I feel like this is, this is, this is going to be a crucial matchup for the division. All right, Christian, your thoughts on a Cowboys giants prime time. I think it's going to be really interesting to see how Dallas does without Kellen Moore offensively. Um, even with all Dak's struggles, that offense always seemed to be one of the best uh, in the country, in, in the country, in the league. So I think Dak Prescott, you know, he has a lot to prove. Um, you know, now you have a former first round number three overall pick behind you in Trey Lance. If if you don't perform well or to the standard that Jerry Jones and company are thinking about, they may need to go to Cooper Rush or Trey Lance. So I think Dak is in a ton of pressure, and he's going to make bad throws to try and get CD, Brandon Cooks, or Gallup open. Uh, their offensive line, it's good, but it's getting older. You know, you got Tyler Smith and Zach Martin, who are very good players. Tyrone Smith is not going to be here for very much longer. And that defense – I mean, even though it's good, 
with Micah Parsons, Demarcus Lawrence, uh, Jonathan Hankins, Landon Vanderash, and that secondary. Even though you have a home run hitter in Trayvon Diggs, he's still a very good corner. You got a lot of pressure right now in Dallas to succeed. And uh, you know, we always hear it as all oh, it's their year. You know, that you always say that and you always, you know, come up short. And New York, they have a lot to prove. They decided to give their money to Daniel Jones instead of Saquon Barkley. And I have argued that Saquon is probably their best offensive weapon in New York, not Daniel Jones. You know, the wide receivers, they have to get something going there. Obviously, they drafted Jalen Hyatt out of Tennessee, one of their best players there, and a guy who I'd rather have uh, instead of Jalen Reed, but, you know, we can discuss that at a future date. Their offensive line, it's going to get better. It's not great, but it's getting there. And their defense, they, you know, they got Leonard Williams. Kayvon Thibodeau was an absolute dog last year. They have guys on their defense. And, of course, that we mentioned, I mean, last year we thought they were a laughing stock. They got to the playoffs and they beat Minnesota, who was deemed one of the best teams, even though they, you know, they escaped nine games, you know, one score possessions for. So I think just the overall, you know, uh, energy there, the uh, the culture in New York now, it's it's much different, and it's going to be a very contested matchup, and it, you know. I still think Philadelphia has this division, but if one team's in the wild card, this matchup is going to prove who may be in that wild card spot. Yeah, for sure. Um, another wrinkle is uh, Trey Lance just recently. I mean, he's the backup, but who's to say they don't utilize, like, they just throw Trey in for, like, a play or two or, like, just get him some reps because, like, the one thing that seems like it's hindered Trey throughout his career is he just doesn't have any reps to his name because of, you know, injuries – and, you know, obviously, you know, COVID knocked out his last year of college to where he only had, like, the one game. Uh, and then they played a spring season, which he opted out of. So, like, he's been really hurting for uh, that. Uh, I, I've gone kind of back and forth there. Like, I thought it was going to be easy for me. And it'd be a slam dunk Giants or a Cowboys pick, excuse me. But the Giants, because of the division, um, made it a little – it maybe kind of second guess myself. I'm still going to settle on the Cowboys. Um I like Dak. I've, I've been a big believer in Dak more than most people do. Um, also kind of forgot that they had acquired Brandon Cooks until I was kind of re-reminded of it recently that uh, Brandon Cooks, even though okay, he's bounced around the league, but he still puts up numbers. And while I don't think he's the player that he was when he was like with the Rams or even like New Orleans for like the beginning of his career, I still think that Cooks is still going to – like he put up 1,000 yards two years ago. Um so watch out for him. C.D. Lamb, obviously very good. So give me Dallas, uh, begging with a, a division game and a rivalry game. Give me in a, a very close game. Uh, Dalton, who do you have in the Cowboys and the Giants game? I'm gonna go ahead and take the Giants, and I'm gonna take the Giants because I feel like they're the better team. Nothing against the Cowboys, and I know if you know the guys that I know down here. If, they listen to this podcast and be like, dude, how could you do that? But I, I'm being serious. I just feel like the Giants are the better football team. And I'm hoping that they realize it too and that they can just show themselves like, hey, we will impose our will and we will beat the living crap out of you uh, like they should. I mean, they made the playoffs last year. They made it further than the Cowboys did, if I'm not mistaken. You can correct me if I'm wrong at any point. Uh, same uh, round. Okay, same round. Perfect. Um and really, last year, nobody really picked the Giants to make it that far um, or to even make it to the playoffs. If I recall last year, to start the season, people thought that they were going to improve, but people weren't like, oh, my gosh, this team is going to make it past the first round. No. Um, and they just absolutely obliterated the expectations, and I feel like they're going to do the same thing again this year. They've made improvements to their roster. And the Cowboys have gone backwards from that standpoint. And so I feel like this is just a no-brainer. You've got to pick the Giants. And especially because, if I'm not mistaken, Spence, aren't they playing at home? Uh, Yes. Yes, they're playing at home. At the Meadowlands. At the Meadowlands. Now, if it was in Dallas, maybe it'd be a different story. And maybe it'd be a little bit tighter in terms of who I pick. But I feel like this is just a no-brainer for me. Especially week one to start out. Um, I'm going to go ahead and pick the Giants. All right, Christian. Uh, you know, Don and I are different on this, so split the difference. Who do you have winning this game? I'm going to pick Dallas. I think Dallas is just ta- has overall better talent, even though the coaching is 
probably going to go to New York. I just think that they have better talent around in Dallas, and they're going to beat uh, the New York Giants. Now, I think, you know, I think the quarterback's better. I think the running back room is obviously better in New York. Receivers are going to be better uh, in Dallas. Offensive line, it's a toss-up, but I'm going to pick Dallas. And defense, I'm besides Thibodeau, I think Dallas has a much better pass rush. I think they have a better secondary. I think they're an overall better team. If Dabble was over in Dallas, if Dabble in Dallas, I definitely think uh, Dallas would win this game. They are favored three and a half, and I take that. I think Dallas can absolutely win on Sunday night. All right, next on to Monday night, sticking with the Meadowlands. I did not realize this until like this very moment, actually. Like, I didn't put two and two together that you have Sunday night and Monday night football played at the same location. MetLife Stadium, East Rutherford, New Jersey. Um, another again, rivalry games are always tricky to predict. Uh, Jets got one last year, but it was our first win in the series of 2019. Um, but again, Bills have owned it recently since Josh Allen, um, you know, into the league. It seems like it's been pretty one sided. I think mean, it was a couple of years where we went back and forth, but again, it's it's Josh Allen's. Um, he's on the sideline there. Uh, and it's, it's a little bit of a make-or-break year for uh, Buffalo in a way. Like, I'm not saying McDermott's on the hot seat or anyone else should be on the hot seat. Because, uh, again, Buffalo's won three straight AFC East. They made the playoffs four straight years in five of the six years that McDermott has been at the helm. Um, but, it's for me, it's like Ken Dorsey, the, uh, the offensive coordinator, former Miami quarterback uh, at the U back in the day. Um He's been the OC last year. I was replacing Brian Dable. It just was a, like the guy we just talked about for the uh, the Giants. Very hard uh, task. It seemed like at times like, the office was pretty stagnant compared to where it was a couple years ago. So maybe opening up some playbook more there. The the Jets, on the other hand, as we alluded to, we're, we're talking the Packers. They trade for a guy named Aaron Rodgers, who's won four MVPs, including two of the last three years. Uh, and again, they still have Zach Wilson on the roster, which is it's fascinating to me that they uh, didn't find a trade partner for, but also who wants Zach Wilson. Um, it seems like Rogers' life has not been hell. Uh, and one thing of note, though, for the uh, the Jets is Makai Becton is start led to start right tackle. Just all around, you know, great guy, it seems. You know, taking the first round, but then injuries has kind of derailed his season the last couple years. And it's great to see that he's played his way back. I mean, he plays college ball at Louisville, so we kind of got up close and personal. Look at him. just over, like, He's a big dude, but like, I was, you know, great to see that he is um, back and healthy, and he's going to start for the New York Jets. They're also the Jets adding Nathaniel Hackett as their offensive coordinator, and that may or may not have been the factor that led uh, Rodgers to ultimately choose today he wants to go to the New York Jets. And again, Hackett's got a lot to prove this year, too. Like, losing Green Bay, it was fantastic with him, LaFleur, and Aaron Rodgers together. Back-to-back NFC title game appearances. But his one year at Denver as the head coach, he was 4-11, but, like, he got fired with two games left. Did not feel like they were a four-win team. Like, it was a really rough, um, you know, time for Nathaniel Hackett. I mean, he lost on Christmas Day 51-14 to to the Rams, Dolan's favorite team, and he gets fired the next day. So, Merry Christmas to you. Uh, there again, the clock management was always an issue there, and this is also a team like Green Bay. You had offensive minded coach in LaFleur, whereas in New York, you have Robert Stallo, who's a defensive minded coach, so you're in charge of the offense there, it's fully your control there. And clock management was awful last year when he was in Denver. So, hopefully, you got you know, he learned his lesson. And again, you got Aaron Rodgers on the side of this, so maybe clock management's not. Uh, that much of a factor because Aaron can just become Aaron Rodgers and it can be uh, very fun there. So you get a lot of changes on um, Green or New York, but again, they made some uh, you know some things that they want to make Aaron Rodgers happy by bringing some of his former buddies like Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb. Um, they signed Dalvin Cook, who was in Minnesota, but I'm sure Rodgers knows well from their division matchups there. So, again, this is another one. It's the start of a uh, potentially new leaf for the uh, New York Jets. And also a little bit of note here for Buffalo just finding this out. Both quarterbacks, last name Allen, they have Kyle Allen as their backup quarterback. 
the former you know Panther football team and Texan uh, quarterback. So it's kind of fun to say, hey, the quarterback's name's Allen. And it's like, oh, that's the other Allen that's in the game now. Um, also, James Cook, the uh, the brother of Dalvin Cook, which if you don't know this, this is uh, fascinating that the names of the guys. So Dalvin, is na- full name is Dalvin James Cook. And James' full name is James Dalvin Cook. Uh, the two running back, the brothers going head-to-head in their first uh, game of the season. A uh, little bit of note there. But, Christian, obviously, you know, you follow Rodgers a lot more than I have and Dawn has the last uh, so many years. So, your thoughts on the uh, Rodgers' debut with the New York Jets taking on rival Buffalo? This is going to be huge. Obviously, if you watch, uh, you know, any broadcasting on ESPN uh, in a show called Get Up, you're going to have New York Jets down your throat every single second of that show because the host is a Jets fan. But this is going to be a very interesting matchup. Aaron Rodgers in a brand-new team, kind of the Brett Favre scenario here. Uh, And it's a very young team. You know, he has Garrett Wilson, who won Offensive Rookie of the Year and is one of the, you know, fastest-growing wide receivers. And he's going to be up there in the, you know, the top ten, top five conversation, you know, as soon as he possibly can. And – you know, Brees Hall, he was probably going to win Offensive Rookie of the Year if he did not get injured. They have a lot of young guys. Their offensive line, they have some young talent there. Elijah Vera Tucker, who's questionable, and Makai Becton, of course, from the University of Louisville. They have Quinnen Williams. They have Will McDonald, the fourth, who was a uh, uh, first-round pick this past year. Jermaine Johnson, who was a first-round pick last year, coming out of Florida State, who was very good. Uh, Sauce Gardner. Defensive rookie of the year, got a very young team, and even Robert Saya, young head coach in terms of how long he's been there, he is a very good coach, and he made New York very competitive last year, even though they missed the playoffs this year. So, of course, New York is a very fun and exciting team to look at this year. And Buffalo, obviously, they, they're always in the conversation, but they can never get to the promised land. Uh, and I agree with you, Spence. I mean, Buffalo, they're not on the hot seat necessarily, but there there is a lot of pressure there. Buffalo has been year in, year out, in divisional or in the AFC Championship game, and they get bounced by Kansas City or Cincinnati. They have to break that mold. You're going to play one of those two teams. If you win a division, uh, everything goes right for the season, you're going to play one of those teams for sure. So you have to get over that hump. You have to get to the Super Bowl this year and for order for people to get off your back. Josh Allen is still a very good quarterback. James Cook, Stephon Diggs, Gabe Davis, they're tremendous with their weapons. Even they drafted uh, Dalton Kincaid out of Utah, and he's one of the better uh, tight ends in this class. But they still have Dawson Knox, who has been very good for them. They have a nice offensive line. They got a good defense. They are a tremendous team. This is the year that if Buffalo fans are most confident, they can get over that hump. So it's going to be tremendous to see on the first Monday Night Football. All right. Dalton, your thoughts on the uh, the Bills-Jets game, Monday Night Football, ESPN, and ABC, by the way, as well. Yes, Spence. This game is... Whew. Um, <laughs> look, I think that the Bills should probably, uh, I'm not going to tell you who I think should win yet, but just my initial thoughts, um, you know, I feel like the Bills, the Bills have something to prove the Jets, the Jets could probably go in there with not a lot of expectation because of. Just the Bills deserve more of that. They deserve more of the spotlight because of where they've been the past few years. People expect them to get far in the playoffs at this point. You know, they they expect like, hey, like this is kind of the bar and you need to reach it. Um, And it starts with this week one matchup. uh, And I feel like the Jets uh, will have have a shot to just a clear shot actually to go in there and uh, just uh, obliterate uh, because of, you know, who they have on their roster top to bottom. 
All right, now on to our predictions for Monday Night Football, Bills and Jets. Uh, I'm going with the Bills. as uh, I don't want to like spoil much of what I said earlier this week on the preview episode, but uh, the Bills have run the division for a while, and I, I, I know they split last year's season series with the, uh, the New York Jets, which I'm going to give me one second. I think it might be like the last game of the regular season. And they weren't playing like any stars in that game. Um, no, it was actually just a random game in week nine in November. They lost to the uh, the Jets there. But um, nonetheless, I think the Bills are the better team there. As long as Josh Allen's there. Kyle like Mahomes, you're, you can't count Josh Allen out. Even though I know Aaron Rodgers on the other side here. And he's, he's going to want to get a win in his first game with the New York Jets. Uh, but I think the Bills are going to spoil his homecoming. Uh, at the uh, MetLife Stadium there. Dalton, how do you see Bills and Jets going down? I'm going to take the Jets to win, and it's because I have no belief in the Buffalo Bills. I'm completely off of their train. Um, and I feel like the Jets have a really good defense. They can – they are going – I feel like they're going to improve from last year. Um, and then, you know, the guys that they have uh, on, on uh, the offensive side – uh, Brees Hall, Dalvin Cook, um, Garrett Wilson, guys like that. Um, I don't even think I mentioned CJ Uzama, which we haven't heard that name in a while. But, um, you know, you got the quarterback situation figured out. And now it's time to it's time to go. And I feel like this is a good matchup for, for the Jets. And uh, what is a division game so you can never you never know a divisional game so you know i could pick the jets but you know the bills might blow the element blow them out of the water so you know i i i'm, I'm still gonna ride with new york picking both new york teams this week uh jets and giants but um yeah um, we'll see all right christian final prediction of the episode bills jets monday night football how do you see that going down? I'm going to go Buffalo Bills. I think Buffalo, you know, they've they've done this kind of routine before. There's not a lot of tr- like not a lot of new pieces on this team. Brand new stars from a year ago. Um, this team is going to be more a well-oiled machine than New York. There's a lot of different variations from this team a year ago. You have a new quarterback. You know, depending on wide receivers, who plays, who doesn't, you got new wide receivers to play in, new offensive linemen, new defense, you know, you have a new offensive coordinator. You have a lot of variables on this team that I don't know if they're going to start off on the right foot. So I got Buffalo, even though the town in New York looks pretty good. I got Buffalo just because they've done this routine before, and I think Buffalo's got it. Yeah, I mean, it will be fun to you know see Sauce Gardner match up against Diggs. Though I think that matchup could be uh, very fun for both, uh, you know, just a casual observer of the game there. But that's gonna do it for um, week one. I know so this is more of a shorter episode because we did so much previewing in um, the earlier week episode. But before we let um, before we wrap up the show, Donna, do you want to give you a chance to? Uh, Shout out some other work that you've been doing on the side lately. Thank you, Spence. Um, you didn't have to do this, but this is uh, it's gonna be short and sweet. Um, a few weeks ago, um, some of my coworkers, current and former, uh, from you know the go kart track that I work at, uh, we decided to start a podcast. It's called the Bluegrass Burnouts Podcast, and basically, uh, we would just give our takes and recaps from the race um from the races that have been going on um and so yeah we just you know do that and uh we've got a um youtube channel set up uh, which one of my the co-hosts is in charge of that and uh social media platforms which right off the top of my head i can't give you the exact um what's the word i'm looking for accounts Yes, account name. Um, and so, but we do have that set up, and um, yeah, it's been it's been it's been a nice little, I guess, startup like something something to do in our free time. Uh, with the addition of this, 
Um, I'm finding that I'm able to, you know, you know, slip it in there, uh, fit it into the schedule and, uh, it's proven to be a good experience so far. So we'll, we'll have to, uh, we'll have to, we'll have to keep it up. Yeah. So yeah, feel free to check that out wherever you get your podcast. Uh, again, if you're on wherever you're getting a podcast, just search the podcast name, add it to the queue or whatever you want to do. And if you get, if you like us as much and you like listening to Dawn, cause I know Dawn's got a lot of opinions on at least football and other sports and again we've been doing racing with dawn for a couple years so you know dawn's passion for racing is there so definitely uh help you know support dawn out there check it out um support us as well if you want to follow us to wherever you get your podcast uh whatever platform you're listening like I said, whatever you're listening to it on just hit the little subscribe button on the app um and go from there feedback is always encouraged um like i said we at the start of the show Earlier this week, we did a full NFL season preview where we gave our picks for each playoff spot, you know, who's going to the division, uh, who's making the conference championship game, gave our, you know, for who we thought the worst team would be, potentially first coach fired, uh, and then awards. So definitely uh, check that out. Be back next week. We will recap week one, preview week two, um, and – Oh, a lot of more fun stuff, whatever's going on in the sports world. So I am Spencer Brown. I am Dalton Bishop. And I'm Christian Ernst. So, again, thanks for listening. Enjoy the rest of your day.